Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship segment, our Monday morning discipleship. And as always, we like to come on each and every Monday, try to give you a little something to supplement uh, what you may have heard uh, on Sunday. And so um, we told you last week that we were going to start a new series. We just came out of our series, uh, Living with the Enemy. Um, and if you haven't lived to, uh, listened to that, rather, we encourage you to go back and check out those episodes. Uh, we did about five of those living with the enemy, but we felt God pulling us in another direction. And so um, that's been our custom uh, over the last few weeks. Um, we've been doing a lot of series on Monday morning discipleship. And we told you a few podcasts ago that we, we thought that was the best thing. Uh, for Monday morning discipleship to just kind of keep you in a rhythm because a lot of times it's hard to just um, do one thing and just kind of move on to the next. Um, so we're going to do this new series and uh, the Lord just pulled me in this direction. And so we're going to kick it off as we always do. We're going to kind of give you a teaser a little bit. We're going to get into a little bit of word on today. Um, but then as we go on through the weeks, we're going to get deeper and deeper. So this Monday morning discipleship part one, a gospel for marginalized people. A gospel for marginalized people. And by the way, um, I am shooting a video as well. Um, and we're going to try to do this because I felt like this was important. And so I said I was going to do a video. Um, we haven't really done. I think I've done maybe one other video um, with the podcast. And so um, I thought this one needed to be recorded on video as well. And so we're going to post that in some other places. But let's get into it. Gospel for marginalized people. Let's talk about this on today. Now, let me give you a, a backdrop of why um, I felt it was time to go in this direction. Um, I, I don't, and, I, and I, I was supposed to do my research. I do apologize. I may have the name for you next week. Um, but this came from this, this came from a couple of places. Let me, let me start here. And again, I, I don't want to take up too much time today. I'm going to try to get back to my 15 minutes area, maybe even 20 minutes. But, um, let, let, let me go back to um, a lot of what we've been dealing with on the podcast and other areas in relation to race relations in the country um, and the struggle between people saying black lives matter and people saying all lives matter. Right. And so a lot of times that finds its way in the church. And it says like, uh, you know, people will, will say, you know, well, Jesus cared about all lives. And how can you be a Christian and not be concerned about all lives? Jesus, you know, God doesn't see color and we're the human race and, and all of that, all that, that type of thing. And so it, it comes from that place. Um, it also comes from a place of, uh, you know, people uh, constantly saying, and, and, and this is a, almost a weapon that they use against the church. When we call out sin or we call out how uh, conduct, uh, God doesn't approve of certain conduct. Hey, God loves everybody. And and it's a conversation that we, that we kind of have to have sometimes. We say, hey, nobody said God didn't love you. Just to say that 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 God loves you does not mean he approves of all your actions. But let me get back to the central theme here. Let me get back to the center of this thing. We talk about this, um, this situation of, of all lives matter. All lives matter versus black lives matter and and. You know, the church is saying, you know, I don't I don't you know, there are certain, you know, evangelicals that are saying, well, I don't I don't subscribe to that because Jesus cares about all lives. And so uh, fast forward to uh, the NBA season. And this is why I didn't do my homework. I, I, I meant to do this research uh, to catch this young man's name. Um, I'll have it for you next week, but I, I don't want to do it right now um, on the air. Um, maybe I will do it. 
Um, you know, we, we had this young man uh, in the NBA and uh, what he did was, uh, you know, the NBA uh, is, is having, you know, a lot of people are protesting. It's a lot of kneeling uh, going on, wearing the Black Lives Matter t-shirts and things of that nature. And so uh, the conversation then becomes, uh, you know, should we be kneeling? You know, and then, then we get all that. And I, I don't want to get into that because that's a little bit convoluted. Um, I think we've actually... Uh, touched on this. I think we've already had this conversation before, but, but again, let, let me get to it. I'm trying to find this young man's name. If you're watching me on the video um, or if you're listening to me on the podcast, I'm trying to find this young man's name, uh, but I'll get it for you as we have this conversation. But this young man, he, uh, he plays for the Orlando magic and uh, he has since actually gotten hurt. Um, and so we're praying for his, his healing. Um, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're praying, we're praying that, that, that God heals his body. I, I don't believe in, in, you know, as we get, as we go into this, um, you, you're going to understand what I'm saying and why I'm saying what I'm saying. Um, as we go forward into this, uh, the young man's name is Jonathan Isaac. I just found it. Um, as we go into this, you're going to understand what, what, why I'm saying I'm praying for his healing because nobody in the church is in favor of anybody healing. But Jonathan Isaac is a young man, uh, plays for the Orlando Magic, and he decided not to kneel. He decided he wasn't going to kneel and uh, he didn't have the Black Lives Matter shirt on and, and all that kind of thing. And so um, it obviously stood out because all of the players are kneeling and all that. And I promise you, I'm going to get to a word on today. But uh, so so when asked about it, he he reveals that he is an ordained he is an ordained minister and he, he basically went the all lives matter route. And I'm just going to paraphrase just so we can get to the word on today. He went the all lives matter route and the gospel is not about color and it's about this and about that and so on and so forth. And when I, when I read his thoughts, I was confused and I'll tell you why I was confused because his statements are in line with somebody who's talking about salvation. Salvation doesn't have a color. Salvation doesn't have all of these stipulations on it. You know, those of us that are Christians and we believe that Christ died for our sins, he died for everybody. I often say this when I'm preaching. I say he even died for the people who put him on the cross. The guy with the hammer in his hand, putting the nails in his hand, he died for him too. The guy that pierced him in the side, he died for him too. All of the people that that led him from, from judgment hall to judgment hall, he died for them too. And so when the young man gave his thoughts about how Jesus, you know, you know, this isn't about color and we're beyond color and things like that. When he was saying all those things, I said, that's fine if you're talking about salvation. But where he lost me was his rationale for saying he's not going to, he believes that black lives matter, but he also believes that all lives matter. He seemed to be suggesting that the gospel is not about marginalized people. Because when we talk about the black lives matter movement in this nation, we're talking about marginalized people. We're talking about people who have been treated unfairly. We're talking about uh, a racist society and a racist system that was designed to keep people of color down. We're talking about marginalized people. And so the suggestion that the gospel is not, has nothing to do with marginalized people. And it was simply for everybody in that sense. I, I, I couldn't connect with what he was saying. Now, again, like I said, we, we're praying for the brother's healing because he did get hurt. And, and so that's why I wanted to make that distinction I'm not one of these 
I'm just going to say it like this. I'm not one of these nuts that feels like because he said what he said, that God allowed his knee to get blown out. That's 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 garbage. I don't I don't buy into that. That's just what happens. That's the casualty of sports. That's what happens in sports. And so a praying is healing. But but because of that, that that statement and he said something that had been said over and over and over again, I said to myself, I said, I need to do the, the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord says, you need to tell people that the gospel, Jesus came for marginalized people. He didn't come. So so I'm going to look at some scripture on today. And again, we're almost out of time now, but with that introduction, but I want you all to know where we're going a gospel for marginalized people. So now uh, first scripture that I went to, you know, even as the Lord was dealing with me on this and, and uh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I'm not afraid to admit, I walk around having conversations with myself. And as I told you all before on one of these podcasts, I said, you're really not talking to yourself. Your flesh and your spirit are conversing. And sometimes you're talking to God and the spirit is speaking to me, all these things. And and God is saying to me, yeah, this was about marginalized people. If you look at Jesus gospel, if you look at his life, he was constantly dealing with marginalized people. And so right away, God led me to familiar scripture. And so let me share this with you. Uh, Those of you who are Bible students, you should should be familiar with this for uh, uh, Luke chapter four, Luke chapter four, starting at verse 18. And reading to verse 19, Luke 4, 18 and 19, write that down when you get a chance. Simply says this New King James Version. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Let me read it from the New Living Translation very quickly. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to to proclaim. Y'all help me when I say this word proclaim. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. When I read these verses and, and look, there's context. And, and, and again, we're going to dive into the context and, and what a lot of this really means. But when I read these words, this scripture says, I have come to preach to people who are marginalized and lost. So it, it, let, let me explain it like this before, before I, I give another couple of points and then we get out of here on today. For people who are marginalized, when I see oppressed, right? When I see captives, everybody that's oppressed, oppression, oppression is never a good word. So, so when Jesus says, I am, I am come here to set at liberty, those who are oppressed, those who are oppressed in this context by religious systems in today's context, those who are oppressed by the laws of the land, anybody who's oppressed, Jesus is not making a distinction here. If you are oppressed, I am here to set you free. Now, again, when, when we talk about uh, recovery of sight to the blind, he's talking about actual recovery of sight to the blind. But he talks about the gospel, preach the gospel to the, fo- the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. If you're paying attention in this country, black people are brokenhearted. They, they've been dealing with this a long time. We're brokenhearted right now. We're unhappy right now. We're going through right now. So then he says all these things. I am here to set at liberty those who oppress. And so, again, give freedom to the oppressed. 
Now, some people may say, you know, well, like I said, there's two ways to look at this. You can look at it and say African-American people are oppressed by a system. Jesus said, I'm going to set them free. Some people who don't think it's a system thing and they say, hey, y'all oppressed because of y'all conduct. Even at that, Jesus said, I come to set you free. Because in this context, Jesus has come, even those who are sinners, Jesus said, I want to help you break the bonds of your sin. So whatever the reason for your oppression, whether it be by the hands of another or whether it be by your own hands, Christ says, I came for you. You're marginalized. Even if you're marginalized due to your own doing. So so this is is where it separates, right? And I'm going to touch on that in just a second. But the New Living Translation, it says something interesting here when it says that that, that he says that uh, in, in verse 18, that the blind will see, he says that the oppressed will be set free. Verse 19, he says, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. The time of the Lord's favor has come to all of these marginalized people. You have to understand, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple other thoughts with you, and then we're going to move out the way. You have to understand the time in which Jesus is coming because as a, and he's standing in the church, by the way, saying this in front of religious leaders, because in a sense, he's saying you all have oppressed people with your many rules and laws that really, really, really don't line up with what God would have you to do. But you have oppressed people. Right. And so he says these people have been marginalized by the church. Y'all have these rules, you Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and all these people and, and, and the Sadducees, all these people, you all, all you have, have all these rules and you have all this stuff going on that is oppressive to people, right? If you think about how the church operates sometimes, even in this day and age, sometimes we're oppressive to people because we don't point them to a place where, listen, I know you're going through, I know you're struggling with sin, I know you're dealing with some stuff, but Christ came to free you. And he came to free you, whether you are oppressed by man or whether you are oppressed by conduct. You know, I I preached a sermon uh, on my Facebook page. And if you you don't mind, you can check out the Facebook page. You can see that sermon. Um, I I preached a sermon just yesterday and I said, God has not forgotten about you. And one of the things that I said in my sermon, I said, sometimes circumstances are the results of conduct. I'm not a black man that's going to pretend that all of the troubles that black people have are related to oppression. Sometimes we make poor decisions, but even in this Bible that I'm reading, Jesus says, even if it's your fault, I came to set you free because there's different levels of oppression. Right. And so this gospel seems to be about marginalized people. Let let, let me give you some some other scripture here. My pastor has been preaching in out of the second chapter of Mark. He's been preaching out of of the beginning of Mark uh, for the last few weeks. And something that Jesus said in Mark 17, Mark, Mark chapter two, verses 17. He said something when, when, when the Pharisees asked him, they asked the disciples, why is Jesus eating with these sinners? Why is he eating with these types of people? And Jesus said something to them in Mark two and 17. Look it up when you get a chance. But, but, but basically says, he says, those who are well don't need a physician. He says, if if you all are so-called righteous, and by the way, Jesus wasn't really giving them props the way they thought he was. If you all are so-called righteous, if you're good with me, if you're good in your word, he says, you don't need me. But these marginalized people that are sick, they need a doctor. Right. 
He says they they need somebody. And so what do I mean when I say that when we talk about this, this is this is not about color. This is not about this. is not, This is not about that. We minimize the gospel. And you may think that 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 the people that say, listen, these people need help. These particular people need help. You may think we're minimalizing the gospel, but I'm saying you're minimalizing. It's not about just Jesus would never. And I say it like this as we hurry on to wrap this up. Jesus would never say all lives matter. Jesus would never say all. And then we're going to dive into that in the next few weeks. Jesus would not say all lives matter. Why would Jesus not say all lives matter, Reverend Jackson? Why would you say that? I am glad you asked that question, because if you look at Jesus ministry, as he said, those who are well don't need a physician. When we look at the first scripture that we looked at in Luke 4, 18 and 19, when he says, I've come to preach to these people. He came looking for people who had problems. He didn't say, you know, when somebody came to him and said, listen, I'm sick. He didn't say everybody's sick. Deal with it. Everybody's got problems. Right. He didn't say that when, when blind Bartimaeus called out to him, he didn't say there's other blind people too. blind Bartimaeus said, he said, son of David. And Jesus stopped and did something. He didn't say all lives matter. When the woman with an issue of blood touched the hem of his garment, he didn't say, listen, everybody's got issues. He says, I faith that, you know, he says, you, you, you touched the hem of my garment. I felt my virtue leave my body. He didn't bring it back. And by the way, he could have brought it back. He could have put the issue back on her and said, no, 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 you carry this because everybody's got problems. Right. When the man at the pool of Bethesda said, nobody's here to help me to put to get in the water when he misunderstood where his healing was really coming from. He said, nobody's here to help. He's marginalized. Nobody wants to help him. And Jesus didn't say, well, everybody here has got problems. He didn't look around the pool of Bethesda and say, all these people here got something going on. He says, you got, you need help. I'm going to help you. Last thing before I get out of here, um, I, I did this on my radio broadcast where in Luke 15, and this has been floating around social media, by the way. Um, and you could check it out. Luke 15, when Jesus does the parable, I'm going to give you this and then we're going to pick it up next week. When Jesus does the parable about the lost sheep. When Jesus says, listen, he leaves the 99 and goes to get the one who's lost. This is a gospel about marginalized people. He said the 99 are fine. But this one sheep who's gone astray, he's in danger. And I'm going to walk away from you 99 who are doing just fine. And I'm going to help my marginalized brother here who's in danger. And I'm going to bring him back into the fold. And he said, heaven rejoices over that one marginalized person that we reach out to more than it does the 99 that are fine. The gospel is about marginalized people. When Jesus comes, it is about marginalized people. Dare I say to you that there are people, now we all need a savior, but there were people outside of the Pharisees that were good with their word. They were good with their Bible that we all need grace and mercy. But when Jesus says those who are well don't need a physician, he says, you all are fine. Even if you fall short, you know what to do. But what about those people who don't have it the same way that you have it? What about those people who don't have the advantages that you have? What about those people who are oppressed, who are brokenhearted? What about those people that are in captivity? Jesus said, I came to preach to those marginalized people. And watch this. I didn't come to lay blame on them. I came to set them free. 
a gospel for marginalized people. We're going to get deeper into this, y'all, because I'm, I'm going to show you. I got even as the Holy Spirit was dealing with me concerning this subject, God was giving me scripture after scripture after scripture and circumstance after circumstance after circumstance where he said, I sent my son to deal with marginalized people. Yes, he is a savior of the whole world. He is a savior of the whole world. But there were certain people that needed special attention. And he never stopped and said, I'm here for everybody. He said, you need special attention. I'm going to give you special attention and watch this. Let it be a testimony so that other people will know that if they need special attention, that's what I'm here for. Yes, I came to save everybody, but some folks need special attention. Some folks need a gospel for marginalized people. So we're going to dive into that in the, in the coming weeks. This is, this is our new series, and I don't know how long we're going to be on this. But the gospel is for marginalized people. And so that's all the time that we have for Monday morning discipleship. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, those of you who are on the video side, I'm sorry I didn't engage with you as much as I normally would in a video. Um, but but I, I felt it necessary to do a video for this. And we're going to do a video for each one of these episodes so that we make sure that not only the audio is available, but there's a video available, a gospel for marginalized people. And so I hope that you all enjoyed this. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, if you'd like to check out what we do in the ministry, the best way to do that is to find us in the ministry's website. Ministry's website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. We also encourage you, uh, forgive me for that. Uh, we also encourage you, if you'd like to purchase any of our written works, um, check us out on the publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Um, if you have not done so, we encourage you to like, follow our, our ministries page on Facebook, Kelly R. Jackson Ministries. There's a couple of new features that we have there. We're doing a Tuesday night Bible class. It's called Get Your Bible Out uh, with Reverend Kelly Jackson. We do that every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Uh, we're also doing a, a preaching. We're preaching on Sunday mornings now, uh, 9 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning, we're with Reverend, Reverend Kelly Jackson. So um, check out that page. We also do every Monday. Uh, we do a, a quick, quick video called a Word of Encouragement video. All of that is on the Facebook Ministries page. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Kelly R. Jackson Ministries. If you missed all of that, you can find all of this information at the website. Again, krjministries.org. We post all of those videos and links to all those videos on the website. So even if you're not dealing with Facebook, you can go to our website and you can see all of that information. We thank you all for checking us out on Monday Board of Discipleship, a gospel for marginalized people. And again, this is our new series. I don't know how many weeks we're going to do with this, um, but we're going to take our time with it. And wherever the Lord leads us, we're going to follow. So we hope that you enjoy uh, us kicking off the series. We hope that uh, you got something out of it and we're going to pick it up on next week. That's all the time that we have for this edition and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.